What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Icon Life Chop Shop with your host, Rod Green. And today we are talking about the state of women's football and all things women's football with my four beautiful co-hosts, Tashay Winfrey, Cassandra Bills, Skylar Turner, and Bernice Fonseca. So we're going to start this show off right. I'm going to tell y'all, welcome to the Chop Shop. Tashay Winfrey, what brought you to women's football? The reason that I play women's football um, is literally because I was seeking the and are craving um, the athleticism and also just the competitiveness um, from playing college sports, playing high school sports. I got introduced to it back in, I think it was like 2012, after I just finished playing basketball in college. And once I got involved in it, like I just never turned around, never turned back because it was just so fun, so amazing. And then once you play team sports your whole life, you – you know, you get used to having that sisterhood. I've never had any sisters in my life, so um, this was my way of actually having that sister that I never had. Um, and for the love of the game as well. Like, I play it because each year I see it getting better and better and more competitive, and I continue to play it because I just love it. That's my reason. Cassandra, how about yourself? Um. So I, too, came into uh, the football world. Um, well, younger, we, we used to play a seven-up, like a pitch-up tackle. And that's with <laughs> you and your brothers and your cousins out in the front yard throwing the ball up, you know, running side to side and, and basically cheating each other but winning. So that was my initial introductory to it. But then in 2012, I got asked to sit for um, a, a flag. And I knew nothing about routes. All I knew about was creating space. And the object of the game was to catch the ball and get into the end zone. And that's what I did. And it was just awesome. Like, I loved it. I wanted to know more about it. I wanted to kind of, like, finesse the game and, and better my game. Um, and then in 2017, I got introduced to tackle. And I was just, like, not for it. Because I'm like, no, nah, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to be out there getting hit and all this and that. Um, but I, they were like, just come to a practice, just come to a practice, and then you can make your own decision from there. I went to that first practice and seeing just the level of competition, and um, it was all new to me, so it was exciting, and I happened to be pretty decent, so I was like, yes, like, I, I want to learn this new, this new sport, you know what I mean? Um, and from there, it just kind of bloomed, and so I play heavy, tackle heavy flag and the competition is just I don't know I love it I'm just so passionate about it um it's just I don't know I, don't, I, I can't explain the feeling that I get like just being on the field and being just on the field it's just it's a great feeling and I backdoor cliche like I don't have sisters and so being around a bunch of strong women um talented women it's just it's amazing to have that that sisterhood and have that family unit so I keep doing it. And Bernice, how do you feel about uh, what what brought you to the sport of women's football? Um, I also grew up uh, playing on barefooted on on the street with my cousins, my dad and uncles, um, trying to teach us to play. Uh, oh man, this this sport I've always loved it. 
I watched my, my brother and my cousins uh, play it their whole lives. And I always wanted to have that opportunity. And I, I remember saying like, man, if we had a girls team, I would so play. And back in 2014, I, I saw that McAllen had a team and I'm like, man, but I was living in, in a different part. I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to be able to make that. And then I saw that there was a team in Harlingen. I'm like, yep, I got this. I'm, I'm in. And we went, tried out, and I've been, I've been attached since. <laughs> and Skylar, lastly, uh, what brought you to the game of women's football? Um, so my story is a little different with my background in football. Um, I started in 2007. That's when I was introduced to football. Um, and I started playing because I was an angry kid. And then I continued to play because, like, football literally has saved my life. Like, I didn't play football and um, get off of the streets and the things that I was into as a child. Like, I would either be dead or in jail. So that is why I began playing football, and I'm still here today um, because of the people I've met across the country, the sisters that I've made, and the relationships that I've built. Um, it's addicting. It's like uh, one of those good drugs that you just can't get enough of. Um, I fell in love with this sport, and just I got about three years left, and I, then I'm going to really hang them up. Um, but that's why I'm still here today. Okay. Now, uh, Tashay, where do you feel the current state of women's football is? And when I say the current state, I mean you got 11 on 11 teams, you got 8 on 8 teams, you got flag. Uh, is the game progressing? Absolutely. Um, I can just, just from maybe like three years ago when I first started playing flag, um, I remember no one even knew that women were playing flag football. No one knew that Women were playing 11 v 11, 8 v 8, 7 v 7. I mean, most people knew about the LFL, but we had no idea that women have been playing football for so long. Um, I remember going to a flag tournament, and there was absolutely no spectators for the women's um, games. And here we are three years later, and I just came back from Worlds, and literally – the the field that we're on was filled with spectators just just coming to watch us play, just women play. Um, I think mm-hmm. that the sky's the limit for women, and if we continue to do what we're doing, then it's definitely going to keep increasing. But as of right now, I feel like because we there's so much talent, absolutely so much talent, but everybody wants to make a league right now. So all of that talent gets dispersed between those leagues, and we can't actually have the product that we want because everybody wants to make a league. I feel like if we just take the opportunity to make one great league for 11s, one great league for 8s, one great league for 7s, and we showcase what we actually can do, man, no one's going to be able to handle the amount of talent and things that they're going to see with women. So it's just going to be a matter of that. And I feel like, but but that's for sure, like definitely the women's game is increasing. Now, uh, Skyler, I do know that you are a bit of a history person, and you know that the game of women's football has been a, been around for quite some time. Uh, what would you say, in comparison, 20 years ago to now, how far has the game changed? Um, from, 
from 20 years ago to now. Um, and I, I only say that because I know that, you know, you're around Coach Soho. Uh, you do know her, and she and she is she is one of those people that, hey, I can remember her being in a in an actual documentary, almost twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah. I think this. Okay, so we we have grown from twenty years ago, um, and I do agree with like Tisha in regards to, like all of the leagues that are you know popping up and all that other stuff. Um, but our numbers have grown. Um, our exposure could grow a little more. Um, one thing I think we've gotten away from 20 years ago uh, was just like it being like super smash mouth and um, like a high intensity and just really raggedy and rough. I think that was a different generation 20 years ago, and now we're a little more finesse and um, pretty with it, not taking away from the grittiness of it because that's still there. Um, I think that's just. A, I think that's the difference from 20 years ago to now. Okay. Now, now, one mm-hmm. of the things you said that 20 years ago it was gritty and rough. Uh, Cassandra, mm-hmm. you started out playing uh, in the LFL. Yes. You you started out playing on the on. In my opinion, in my opinion, was the largest stage of women's football just because of the amount of fans the amount of spectators that were in the stands, uh, the environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about when Skylar says, now we have some finesse to it, now we have some 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 shine? Uh, was the uniform in the LFL something that you were worried about? Um, most definitely. Uh, Austin Acoustic initially um, – asked me if I, when they first started up in 2016, um, if I was interested. And my very blunt response was, of course not. I'm not going to be running around in my panties from some nasty drunk man to be gawking over all of this sexiness. That was me joking, but me also being serious. Um, (laughs) um, So I was serious and I was also like having, like I was just now graduating, you know, with my doctors I was working and started a new life um and then the next year I was like you know what I had just turned 30 and I'm like I'm making 30 look good let's let's do it let's do it so I went ahead and committed and and enjoyed it so the uniform itself initially was a huge issue I mean every time I had to spend that field for the first time every night before a game it was a huge issue but once you're in the game all of that goes out the window it truly does like all you know is you're on the field with the other six players and y'all are trying to win a ball game. You know, y'all are out there battling and fighting together. Um, I felt like with that league in particular, there is a, a style or a, a particular look that they're looking for. Um, and if you have talent in the look, that is absolutely what they want. I think for me, I had the talent, but not necessarily the look. And I also wasn't willing to lower – my standards anymore. So I did the very bare minimum of what I was required to do because at the end of the day, I'm a athlete. I want to play ball. I'm not there to look cute and do this. I'm there to, to win, you know? And so I did, I did have a huge issue um, with the uniform. I think I, that's another little thing that I have with women's football now, because 
for some reason we always want to sell sex when it comes to women. Why can't we be looked at as tough women who know how to hit? Or why can't we be tough women who know how to, like, run a football or run a route? Why do we have to be these pretty, innocent beings, you know? And so that was kind of like a little bit of my little issue when it comes to women's football and and things now. But she's, she's, I agree. I agree with Skylar. Okay. And, and Bernice, uh, one of the things that Shay said uh, in her answer, her initial answer, was that everyone wants to start a league. Uh, right now you're in – the Rio Grande Valley, which is in South Texas. And uh, you're a part of an RGV Lynx team that is trying to do something different that the the Rio Grande Valley has never done, which is come together. Uh, can you tell right. me about that? Can you tell me about that process and what it's been like recruiting players and actually having practices that have 20-plus players at practice? Oh, it's uh, it's crazy coming from the season that we just had last season. It's just coming off of that and then coming into this, and it it it's something that we have always wanted to do. It's just that for whatever reason there was obstacles, and and I guess girls are starting to open their eyes, and and it's so exciting. Um, it's finally happening, and we're doing what we always wanted. We're, we're beginning to get to practice and see that we are compatible. We are linking up, and, and we just can't wait to put that all into play. Now, uh, would you say that uh, – what, w- what would you say the biggest obstacle was uh, with getting players to come to one team? <sighs> uh, the MBA. biggest obstacle? <laughs> uh, I, I am being honest. I mean, the thing I, I believe is they didn't want to play for Harlingen Hype or they had beef with us for whatever reason, which I, I don't know any of that past history if there was. But um, once we did the name change to RGB links is just like boom everybody wants in like <laughs> where were you guys a few years ago when we were trying to do this earlier on but hey I'm happy it's happening now and and like I said we're, we're excited we're excited to get going well of course you know progress takes time uh, it also takes a lot of effort uh, but I want to ask each and every one of you guys what does the phrase equal pay for equal pay mean to you do you believe that women's football will ever get to that standard of that phrase equal pay for equal play Cassandra started off I'd love to hear I I was going to say I'm pretty optimistic about it Um, I'm always going to be on the positive end because this is something new and you know with the world we like change and with women's football evolving the way that it is at the speed that it is, we're going to finally get that opportunity. It's going to have the right people at the right time with the proper connections, and it's going to blow up. And I do truly believe that one day we will be able to see that, and we will be the pioneers of all those young ones to come to be able to, to have that opportunity. Um, because, like I said, there's there's women out here and who can really, really ball, you know, and they're just as passionate and they're just as hardworking 
and in due time, I, I do feel like it will happen. So, Touche, what does that phrase mean to you? Because I know that you know, for you, you're you're a pioneer in this thing, and you're uh, you're supposed to be headed out to San Diego pretty soon. What does that What does that actual phrase mean to you? I can tell you what it means to me after I let you know how I really feel about equal pay, equal play. Um, I don't think that we would actually have the opportunity to get the amount that we're actually owed. We still have sports out there like WNBA, freaking soccer, barely just just got what they are owed. And they have been winning way more than the men. It's always going to be a matter of even jobs, jobs for women. We have women that can do the same jobs as men but still don't get paid the amount that they're owed just because they're women. So I, I um I want to be optimistic, but at the end of the day, like I'm very realistic. There's always going to be a way for people to find ways that women is not owed what they are actually, I mean, given what they're owed. Um, I wish that we could because anybody has ever seen us play, like know that the game is just so fun. Like it's amazing to watch. People might come first because you know for the w, for the LFL. People first come, a lot of people come just to see us in underwear, but then they get there and they're just like, oh, my God, like, you guys can really play. And, but at the end of the day, like, sex and women is what people try to sell, but sex is not going to be the only thing that we can actually offer, and everybody's not going to be okay with that because a lot of talented people are not okay with the sex part. They want to play football and don't want to be in no, no, no underwear and bras for these dudes to see, like, they want to actually play football, and because we're not in underwear and bra, they will never get the opportunity to see that because people, like I said, most people wanted to see women in, in, in little skimpy stuff, but to, to answer your question, um, I'm actually absolutely excited about the opportunity. I mean, it, it, it's baby steps that we have to take. I know that Things don't actually come just out of the blue and you just, bam, making all of this money, right? But, you know, even even for the NFL, like, I remember that they wasn't actually making any money at the beginning. And then slowly but surely, things started increasing. So I think that the opportunity of actually being a professional athlete and absolutely being a professional athlete and the little baby steps that they're trying to take right now is actually amazing. Um, and getting paid to play is the ultimate goal for any female because we see men do it all the time and hell we can do half the stuff that the men are doing probably better maybe even more entertaining i mean it might be a bias <laughs> bias choice what i'm saying right now but, <laughs> uh, i mean it is it's, it's very entertaining and like i said it's anyone just take the opportunity to just take a look at the game and see how we read the field see how much we're increasing, see how these girls are actually running their routes, see how the linemen are staying on their blocks. Like, it's it's amazing. I don't know. Amber, and, and Bernice, what, is, what does that phrase mean to you? Uh, what, what does the thought of that phrase, uh, equal pay for equal play, mean to you? Um, it would be something that would be amazing to have. Um, <sighs> to put in the hard work and because there's always going to be that, that person that wants a spot more than you. That's where, where the hard work is going to come in. But um, 
for for that to actually come and and us get that pay for doing something we love, man, we do it already without getting the 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 money. If if there was mm-hmm. money involved, uh, there would be there was I think it'd be so much so much more um, effort and and commitment of of people. It's just it. So you be, just, so you so you believe the money would encourage effort and commitment. Uh, it could. Um, I I think it would. Uh, people. Some people are like, well, I'm I'm here. I'm just not doing anything. Uh, shit. If I if I were getting paid, if I didn't have a job, basically it's gonna be a job. This is a job, and the hard work mm-hmm. that we're gonna put into it is is that much more, um, how do you say it? Uh, I can't even think right now. <laughs> well, it's, hey, it's, it's okay. It's okay. I think Scholar. the benefit of it. Scholar, go ahead and answer, and then we'll we'll come back with you, Bills, with the benefit. So I'm, I have mixed feelings about it. Um, anybody that knows me knows I'm a realist to a certain extent. I'm, okay, so I'm optimistic that, Yes, I would love for us to uh, equal equal play, you know equal pay with our play, but in reality, we will never receive the same amount of pay that the men do because we do not bring in we don't drive the profit. I'm not gonna say we never will drive the profit, but as of right now, speaking, we don't drive the profit in order to be paid a hundred thousand dollars, two hundred thousand dollars for a season, and realistically. Asking women to up with their lives to only to only pay them a thousand dollars a game, making four thousand dollars a month, um, is unrealistic. And to go back to like I think I think Tisha said it, where you know it's not going to happen overnight. And the NFL started off making money, but it was more money. They were being offered more money to leave their home and to go play somewhere else. But to uproot your life, to uproot your family and your leave your children to make less than what you're making in order to say you're being paid to play, I think it's just insane. I don't – it might be another 20 years if we can ever get there, but anything in life, women never receive the same pay as men. And, you know, WNBA, soccer, tennis, like these women are still being paid significantly less than the men. So then it's really like, okay, well, what are we settling for as women? Like saying, okay, well, 2000 a game, which is eight. Ten. I'm putting in the same work, but the reality of it is that's where we are as women. So, I mean, we can take what we can get, and then, you know, 20 years from now, hopefully we'll grow. Um, but to answer the question, there is no such thing as equal play, equal pay. There hasn't been since the beginning of the WNBA, NFL, whatever, soccer, tennis, volleyball, even the difference in what the Olympians are given for stipends and bonuses or for winning or whatever. It's all drastically different. And that's at the highest level that you could ever be. But we're coming a long way. We're on the way up. So that's that. <laughs> okay. Now follow up, Bills. You you had something I that think, you wanted to say? Yeah. I was just going to kind of – I was trying to help uh, Bernice with the words. I think she was saying that, you know, people or women, we kind of go through the motion – of like the practices and the games, but it, you said would the money be more motivating, whatever. 
it would definitely be encouraging because you think about this, you know, we have our full-time jobs. Some of us are mothers, some of us are wives. Um, and to, to have um, that extra money coming in from what for us is a, as a hobby, you know? So mm-hmm. I think it would, the, the money coming in would definitely be beneficial and it would motivate us to do a little bit more or, or maybe even, I mean, I, I feel like we give so much of ourselves now because we truly love the sport. We're truly passionate about it, and it it brings value to our lives. And so we do it technically not for free because we still have to pay money to for the you know partaking into certain games or paying for fields or paying the refs or buying uniforms or whatever the situation. We are still coming out of pocket, but it would be nice to have something. Um, some type of compensation and I agree listen to each and every one of this uh these women talk about you know what does it mean to them um me being optimistic yes you know that's my first response but me also being understanding of the history um I too have that understanding that it's not always going to be where women are going to be seen as like equal to men um but again Life. <laughs> now, so. now, uh, Cassandra and Tisha, you guys are big on the flag football circuit. Um, the flag football circuit is is paying. They pay teams for winning. Um, can you tell me uh, what excites you about when you go into a tournament, knowing that you guys have the opportunity to get paid? Uh, do you guys put together a stacked team? Do you guys just go into these tournaments and say, hey, you know what, we're playing for fun and hopefully we win the money? Or, you know, is the, is the, pool, is the pool in comparison to the men equal? You can go ahead, Cassandra. I'll answer a second. <laughs> okay. Um, so it always depends on each, each tournament will have a base amount a team will of the winning team will receive. The more teams that sign up, they will add like a hundred additional dollars to that base amount. So you could be paying playing for up to fifty two hundred, fifty seven hundred, whatever, whatever. How long, depending on how large the the tournament is, you can be playing for a good chunk of money. And depending on the format you're playing, you're going to split that up between, you know, ten to fourteen people. Right, so you can bring home a pretty decent amount of money um, for winning that tournament. Um, and men are just always going to be like men; just they just they want to play. So you're going to have more men team. Therefore, you will have a, a larger pot for the men. So I'm going to say it's equal based on who signs up and okay. where that tournament is being offered. Where it's being offered. You know, because not everyone goes to all the national tournaments, and but everybody's always in play of the Dallas tournament or everybody's always in Florida, whether, you know, each year, right? So depending on where it's at and the reputation of that league, yes, you're going to have, I think it's pretty equal for the numbers that you have. And there is a difference. There is a difference place. So when you go on the field, there's more motivation. So you're winning, but then you also get to come home with some change. So different. Now, now, Tashay, tell me about the – athleticism because I've gone to a few flag games uh, flag tournaments and I can clearly see that these games are highly competitive 
and stacked with athletic women. Uh, what makes what do you think is a deciding factor that encourages women to participate more on the the flag side than the contact side? Well, I think it's first um, with flag you don't really have to worry about crazy style injuries um, that you sustain when you're playing tackle. So that's one thing. Um, a lot of the athletes that I've been seeing in flag are like X and D one, you know, basketball players, flag players, um, you know, track runners. Um, people like in that nature and like I said a lot of people just don't want to get hurt um, but definitely I know in the flag world because there are better incentives than tackle they don't have to come out of their pocket like literally only thing they'll probably have to pay is maybe if they get a team of 10 they'll play, probably have to pay like $30 to get into a tournament that you yeah. win 5200 in so it's definitely less money that they're having to spend um, no time being away from their family and their kids or their friends or having to move to different states. So, I mean, that's pretty much why a lot of people, you know, play flag versus playing tackle because usually there's only certain tackle teams in certain cities and they're not living in that city, so they can't actually play. Um, so, but, so the upside is convenience and actual incentive. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. There's no long-term commitment to it, right? You don't have to go and sign a six-month or a year contract. Um, so you're not you're not you just, having to go to practice every weekend. You're not having to do no. all all of those things. You you guys are just coming together for a tournament and saying, "Hey, let's run it." I mean, That's don't correct. get don't get me wrong. Like there's some a people, people out there that have practices all the time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. A lot of times people are doing their own work, like you know. For me, Tia and Shay, like Tisha and I, like we were playing tackle, you know, going to practice on the weekends or some weekends or throughout the week doing drills and stuff, and then going and playing on random tournaments uh, for flag, but then going to play in tackle games another weekend. So it's just being able to get work in different styles, whether that's contact, whether it's flag, we're still putting in work. It's just in different venues, I guess. Um. Now we're going to lo- loosen this thing up a little bit. And, uh, man, I'm going to start with, with Skyler. Hey, man, tell me your top five women's football players, period. It includes eight <laughs> on eight, 11 on 11, seven on seven flag. I don't care. As long as they have athleticism and they're in your top five, I'm going to respect the list. Hmm. All right, so that's, that's pretty I went per, so per position off the break. I got Chanel Brooks. That's Coach Soho. Got to put the goat in there um, at linebacker. Anything on defense, pure nasty. I have Allie Hamlin, quarterback. Ashley Wistonot, receiver, and Deshae um, Scott, all with the DC Divas. Uh, and then I have Candy Thompson of the Tampa Bay Inferno, um, one of the nastiest linebackers I've ever ever met. So that's my top five. Hey, man, that sounds like a biased list, all with the D.C. Divas. <laughs> I mean, I get credit where credit is due. Hey, I'm, I'm just going to let you know that sounds like a biased list, but I'm going to move on. Bernice, tell me your top five. If you look up Allie, Ashley, and Scott, hands down, they will be on somebody else's list if they okay. know women's football. Okay, and okay. I get tenure hey. in this game. Hey, I'm not, I'm not disputing it. I'm just saying they're all on the same team. <laughs> 
Bernice, you're up next. What's your top five? Um, my top five are three of them are right here. Uh, Skyler, Tache, Bells. Y'all, y'all are on my list, of course. Um, uh, I, I'm not. I I'm not in flag. I'm not in in everything else. But you guys are some of the best ballers, and and I look up to you. Um, I got uh I got Val also on my list, and and yeah. there is one other person that that um uh I feel doesn't get recognized enough. Uh, she's always on the field, giving every effort, can play almost every position except for uh, one. And um, I admire her love for the game, um, Michelle Luna. I mean, she she's underrecognized in my in my book, uh, and I I, I just want to thank her for her de- determination and and her love and passion for the game. She's she's there at every practice. She's there at at every game, and and she's she won't. She has that effort that that I wish I could, and that energy that I wish I had. But um yeah, those are those are my girls. <laughs> nice, nice top five. Uh Cassandra, who's your top five? Man, I can't give a full top five. I gotta take Scholar off though, because she didn't even put me on her list. Um, <laughs> 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 hey, I was thinking of I was thinking of the OGs in the game. Okay. I got you, I got you. Oh, uh, Bills, yes, wanna, hands, hands down, you're one of the best people I know in football. It's too late, yeah. but I still love you. <laughs> no, um, so I definitely put uh Valerie on there. She is just an amazing like hitter and I love her and she's strong and it's just it's just always nice to have a Valerie on her team. And when you have a Valerie and a Scholar on your team, it's like magic. It's it's just it's just it's just beautiful to be, you know, a receiver and a running back. You just know that it, the lanes open like the Red Sea. It's just beautiful. Um, Kendria Robinson, my girl's been out. Um, I don't know if she's still out there balling and stuff like that, but I know she's always in the gym and hitting it and promoting workouts. But Ken is a beast. She is like dynamite TNT in a small package, and I love the girl. Tisha is one of my first-time quarterbacks, and me and her have made magic and continue to make magic, so she's definitely in my top five. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That's all I got. Was that four? Okay. Yeah, that was four. That's enough. <laughs> okay. I, I, I believe you only said four because you wanted to put yourself on your list. So, uh, nah. I, I believe that. Nah, well, well, then me, because I think I have a lot of heart and passion. And if you have, you won't go wrong putting me on your team, okay? I just change, I I change the dynamic of any team. I got you. <laughs> yeah, Bill is always somebody's a- first pick. <laughs> Top five. All right. Um, so I did have Skylar and Bills as well because uh, Skylar, like I, I literally, the first time I ever saw her play, I was like, "What position can't this girl play?" Except quarterback. She, you know, you can't throw for stuff for anything. But uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> but literally, literally, I taught you everything. You can play any position, yo. Like, um, also have Cassandra. I've gotten the opportunity to see Cassandra play in different leagues, and every single league that she plays in, she just goes off. So, I mean, it's just, I don't know. You rarely find a player that actually has this passion and this natural-born ability, 
and Bills definitely has that. Um, Kendria, I did have Kendria on my list as well. Like, I've never seen a person so small just literally, like, lift people up and just slam them. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Sometimes I her do that. And she's very, like, she knows the game. Like, um, mm-hmm. you can literally talk defense with Kendria, and she'll know exactly what you're referring to. Um, and that's, that's, I mean, some people just have natural ability, but they don't have the actual knowledge of the game. She has both. So I definitely have Kendria on my list. Uh, another person that I have is, I have more than five, by the way. Um, another person <laughs> I have is, um, I have um, she played in LFL and was one of the lockdown corners. Like, I've, if you threw her away, like, I'm, I guarantee that she was always near her, the person she's defending. Like, I think she's one of the definitely the lockdown corners that I've met. Um, I have Jay Brandle. Jay Brandle is another one of those players that you can literally put her anywhere. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. She has the size to be, you know, your tight end or, or the, you know, the smartness to, you know, play your receiver or, you know, being in the type of package that you need her to be in. Um, play defense. Like, she can play offense, defense. It doesn't matter. Like, she, she's really good. And my last person I have is Joe. Joe's one of those players that, like, I don't know. I, I just love her body. I love to watch You're still in my top five <laughs> list right now. Yeah. Yeah, Joe, Joe like, uh, she's just one of those players that, that's extremely exciting to look at and, and watch play. Like, she's going she's gonna to find a way to get open. And she's going to find a way to jump over your head to get it. <laughs> um, yeah. So th- th- those are people on my list. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and tell you all my list. Uh, just because, uh, you know, I made you guys go through it and find your five. Uh, my number one is Joe Overstreet. Uh, just because of her athleticism. Uh, my number two is Cassandra Bills. Because those are the two players. Uh, that I've seen that can dominate a game by themselves. Uh, Cassandra and Joe. Uh, number three, Skyler. Skyler is on my list because she plays every she can play every position on the football field uh, except quarterback. being thrown. Hey, and, and dominate doing it. Uh, number four, yeah. uh, Jade Randall. Jade Randall is probably the outside of Skyler the most complete football player that I've seen in a very in a very long time. Uh, my number fifth, my 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 fifth player is it's a toss up, and and I'm a, I'm gonna say five five A and five B. Uh, it's Kendria <laughs> Robinson. Kendria Robinson, uh, just because she was she's probably the nastiest player that I've ever seen play the game. Uh, she's nasty. Mm-hmm. She knows how to tackle. Uh, her IQ is there. And then uh, on top of that, Amber Clark. Amber Clark is uh, what I look at as a corner. I think she's probably one of the most lockdown corners that I've seen uh, play this game. Uh, yeah. Man, ladies, I appreciate you guys coming on and uh, having a roundtable talk. Uh, more importantly uh, for me, I wanted to talk to you guys because the ultimate goal is to push women's football in the right direction. And who better to hear it from than actual players who play the game now? Um, You guys are people who I respect. And again, uh, I thank you for your time. And uh, I look forward to uh, bringing you on some other time so that we can talk about more, uh, more in the know 
things about women's football. And you ladies have a good good morning, a good Sunday, and uh, stay blessed. Thank you. You as well. Thanks for having us and uh, everything you're doing for uh, women's football. I really appreciate it. Most definitely. You You guys have a good one. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. You too.